Ready, set, go! This is the Checkpoint XP Podcast. Check out our international radio show and daily podcast at CheckpointXP.com. Here are your hosts, Nate Bender, Robbie Landis, Norris Howard, and Joe Sloan. Checkpoint Reach. Hey, welcome into the Checkpoint XP Podcast on B-Pod Studios, the place to be for podcast discovery, exclusive, uncensored, and extended conversations from the nationally syndicated crew of the Checkpoint XP Radio Show. My name's Nate Bender. I'm joined by the Checkpoint XP crew, Robbie Landis, Norris Howard, and Joe Sloan. And uh, we've got an exciting episode for you today, because today we are going to feature conversations with the hosts of Nerd Radio. Why? Because Nerd Radio is now going to be featured on our Twitch channel every Wednesday at 11.30 a.m. Eastern. Make sure you get there on time to catch all of the fun. We're going to sit down with uh, both Chuck Bean and James uh, from Nerd Radio today here on the show. But as always, we've got to start with podcast reviews. Yay! Yay! So, we actually got some this time. Oh, we do. We had to shoot yeah, them out we last do. time. Our Wait, shaming are they, worked. Are they good? They are good. Yeah. So I do want to I do want to mention uh, a review that we got from Rob Will twenty three, and I want to thank him because he uh, uh, found me on Steam and reached out to me and let me know that he left a review. He couldn't do it on Apple Podcasts, but he did it on YouTube. Oh, okay. Here's the thing. It is a tome and a half long. <laughs> it is so long, and we already have a very long show we do, yeah. for everyone this yeah, weekend. Yeah, yeah. It is a special... Listen, I know last weekend you got to hang out with us uh, for the LCS, uh, LCS semi-finals uh, uh, out at Game Time in Auburn Hills. Uh, this weekend, we are going to be uh, out at... The Little Caesars Arena, uh, cheering on, you know, whether Whichever it's Cloud9 or Team Liquid. We're going to be cheering, is the point. We're going to be cheering. We're going to be enjoying uh, the, the weekend, and we're going to be collecting interviews that you can hear on The Daily Show here on Monday at twitch.tv slash CheckpointXP, or, of course, as a podcast over at CheckpointXP.com. So we've got our work cut out for us this weekend, but we wanted to give you an extra long show for you to enjoy over the weekend and let you know about a new show that's going to be here on our Twitch channel. So that's going to be coming up here today. Rob Will, I want to thank you for your very long review, but I don't want to spend that long reading reviews here on the first segment of the show when we've got so much other things to do. Yeah, we'll get to it next week. That's right. So, uh, I am going to read... Uh, let's. Let's. You want to do two? You want yeah, to do, do two? two. Okay. two. Alright. Our first review today comes to us from Hupset. Hup, hup set. set. Like hup, it. Hup, That's awesome. Hup, 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 hup. We haven't hopped in a while. No, we haven't. But I I, I hope that they're okay because it sounds like they're Hupset. Oh, Yes, that's right. Uh, anyway, Hupset says awesome. Five star rating. I've been listening to you guys for a few months since I heard you come over my airwaves in Houston on yes. ESPN 97.5. See, don't sleep on your local radio affiliates, man. Radio will never die. Subscribe to the podcast a couple months ago. I love the chemistry and passion you guys put into your show. Normally don't leave reviews, but I understand wanting to be validated. So <laughs> this now, one's for now you guys. I'm upset. <laughs> <laughs> it really 
really is for our fragile egos. Isn't it really that what is. this is for? No, yeah. it totally is. Uh, so our second uh, podcast review uh, comes to us from uh, R. Lennon 72. R. Lennon? R. Lennon. Oh, okay. Okay. Yes. I, I assume uh, John's brother. Uh, maybe okay. I don't know. Interesting. Oh, long lost Lin- son. I thought linen, like you know, like the people control the means of production. Linen. No. Oh. No. Oh, okay. Anyway, uh, the the title is "Love These Guys." A very short but sweet review. Five out of five stars to have Joe review me again. <laughs> you, Wait, what? When he reviewed our audience, oh, he right, reviewed right. the audience. Okay. Our oh, Lennon was a big fan of that. Gotcha. Oh, All right, okay. Cool, cool. All right, fair nice. enough. Fair enough. So there you go. Those are two new podcast reviews left to us on uh, Apple Podcasts. If you want to have your review read here on the the Checkpoint XP podcast, then make sure you leave the review. You got to do it over at Apple Podcasts or. If you leave it somewhere else, let us know. Yeah, make sure you tell us. Right? Right. Uh, So, uh, yeah, uh, that's uh, Checkpoint XP on Apple Podcasts and connect with us, of course, on social media. Checkpoint XP on Facebook and Twitter and Checkpoint underscore XP on Instagram. Coming up next on the Checkpoint XP podcast, we're going to sit down with James from the Dave and Chuck the Freak Show as well as Nerd Radio once again here on the Twitch Point here which point <laughs> damn it here on the checkpoint xp twitch channel twitch.tv slash nope, checkpoint it's now XP. officially the twitch point god damn it we're gonna be right back backstagecountry.com your online home for all things country music Lainey Wilson is on a roll. She's delivering great music and teaming up with some of country's hottest acts. Text Lainey to 45911 to see which four Lainey Wilson collabs have us talking at BackstageCountry.com. Text Lainey to 45911 to get a link to the list sent right to your phone from BackstageCountry.com. This is Checkpoint XP. Esports and gaming radio. CheckpointXP.com. Welcome back to the Checkpoint XP podcast on B Pod Studios, the place to be for podcast discovery. Let's check out a conversation that we had with James Campbell of the Dave and Chuck the Freak Morning Show and of Nerd Radio, heard here on the Checkpoint XP Twitch channel, twitch.tv slash Checkpoint XP, 1130 a.m. Eastern on Wednesdays. Cool. Well, James from Dave and Chuck the Freak is going to sit down with us here. Welcome. James, how you doing, man? What's going on? We're in the cup head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's you. That's That's all you. What is going on? With the Cuphead shirt, that is sharp. Damn straight, man. Cuphead, dude. Got the cartoon coming to Netflix. I know, right? I'm ready. What? That just came out of nowhere. Oh, I know. All of a sudden. But but, again, that comic that we saw where like Netflix is just trying to get whatever they can because Disney owns everything else just makes more and more sense with every passing day. But I, I want that, though. Start a bidding war for every IP. I want everything. Just just buy everything. And that's the thing, man. Is Cuphead, when you saw it, you instantly went, oh my God, the animation of this is so amazing. This that's is true. so great. 
I would watch this as a cartoon. Made no, you're right. As for a cartoon, no, so you're why totally not? right. It makes sense. When you play it, you feel like you're part of a cartoon. You, you like, feel like you're from a 1930s cartoon. Yes. You have a starring role in this cartoon animation to the point where I don't know how they did that. Like, I don't know either. I mean, I know it took them a very, very long, very time, long time to make Cuphead. Hand drawn graphics. Man. I Who still thought? right, like, but I still don't. Like from a fundamental point of view, understand how they pulled it off as well as they did. It's amazing. The animation is what brought me into the game completely. Yeah, totally. And then the frustration of being able not to beat these bosses kept me there. Yeah, kept me going. Were Were you a, a fan of like the old like Max Fleischer cartoons or you know like the old Superman? Really? Yeah, like yes. like the early Disney yeah. sort of stuff. It brought me with so much nostalgia when I saw this. Like I just saw like the preview or whatever, like a like a trailer for the game, mm-hmm. and I was like. That's pretty cool. Looking. Did you did you ever did you ever see the trailer for uh, Bendy? It was like Bendy, Bendy and the Ink Machine. Yeah, I so, have not. It's sort of similar. It's like nineteen fifties, like like taken in. I see era the back. action figures and those toys. Yeah, um, yeah. But when, when I'm shopping for my designer toys, I see those all the time. <laughs> and I, I didn't even know what Bendy was. Yeah, you know, they, 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 they take so. a, they do a horror game based around kind of that that style of animation. It's basically about a guy it's really who used clever to, like, actually use the yeah. Ink Machine to create these cartoons, but there's like a horror really? tinge to it. It's it's yeah. really cool. Okay. Yeah, yeah, it's very cool. It. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, James, we got to know you a little bit. Our audience got to know you a little bit uh, out at the opening of Game Time. Yeah. And uh, since then, you know, we've we've been hearing, uh, when is James coming back? When is James really? Well, back? thank you, everybody who's demanding James come back to the show. So, when when we got to know you out there, uh, I, I found out that you had actually uh, purchased Fallout 76. I did. That you were one of the, uh, one of those people. Yes. One of my people what about I want people? Why haven't you gone to power level them uh, well, what you, you you play on PlayStation, right? I'm uh, Xbox One. Xbox. I'm sorry. I, I mean, I play I PlayStation, oh. Xbox. Um, plus, sorry, the only plus, thing I don't play. Oh. Plus, power leveling doesn't really <laughs> You're not work. Not an Xbox guy, huh? Ugh. Oh. None of us are no. really. No, but oh, really? I mean, I mean, sharing of resources is a is that a very help, valuable. Yeah, but if you're thing. in the group with a higher level person, you yeah. don't get full XP for higher level monsters. Yeah, it's, it, it doesn't quite sit down. doesn't quite yeah. work like that. Can't so, I'm in a room of PS4 guys. Well, Switch guys, PS4, Switch guys, PS4 and Switch. I I just don't think I think you. Might be the only one that owns a Microsoft console. Really, dude. Yeah. X, I have since Halo three, three, man. I've been Xbox, that's Xbox fair, boys, and Halo three. You that's have a fair. PC because so. see, my problem is, is if there's something that I could play on the Xbox or wanted to, mm-hmm. I can just I get it on computer. the PC. Okay, see, I'm, I'm clueless when it comes to PC gaming. That's fair. Then I, I, never, get, I, I get that. Then oh, okay. it's because growing up as a kid. I was not allowed to put games on the computer. The computer's for uh, homework, uh, writing reports. You're not going to junk it up with all these video games. You want to play video did, games, did you, you go play on your Nintendo. Did you just on the computer? Exactly. I'm like, yeah. well, I did, but it's not from a video game. It's from some website. Oh, my God. I don't know. I can't tell you how many times I went through that. <laughs> Raggins in the chat says, homework in quotations. <laughs> yeah. Homework. Homework at 2 a.m. when everyone else is asleep. Anatomy homework. I was up late, I was up late yeah. looking at stuff I wasn't supposed to be and downloading things I wasn't supposed to be. That's right. Exactly. Don't tell the police. I I can remember uh, uh, almost destroying a Gateway 2000 computer because all I wanted to do was play the MS-DOS version of Jurassic Park. 
That's all I wanted. That's all I wanted. I, Not even I a good it, game. No, it wasn't a good game. No, it I thought was garbage. That there, but I thought that that was a simple enough request. All was, I wanted to do. Was that game similar to the one for Sega Genesis? No. No, no it was no, way no, worse than the one for Sega Genesis. Substantially worse. Top, top down, horrible. Oh, okay. Just it was really, bad. It was top down, horrible. Genesis game. Well, <laughs> well, John, genre. man. You can yeah. play as a raptor or you can yeah. play as a... What is it? Uh, uh, Dr. Grant. Dr. Grant. Yeah. I love that game. You know what's funny? I just thought about something. Speaking of like, you know, homework and home people. PCs. I was into the, like the whole rap thing back in the day, and I remember we used to record on my PC at home, and I remember those pop-ups, like you know the virus pop-ups, those, those unique pop-ups, those yeah. unique pop-ups. Like in the middle of a recording session, it's just like doom, 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 doom. And I remember my buddies going, "So uh, Norris, what you been doing up?" <laughs> what would have been really cool is if you'd made a beat out of all those. Just pop somebody up. has. You know what? Somebody has. Nice. I uh, nice. there was definitely one on uh, on my computer when I was probably like fourteen. Where it was, it was like that. It was the whole run of pop ups. So you had, like, it would do like one and then do like 20 more, and you yeah. have to start clicking through them. And the first one that popped up had volume and just oh, no. announced loudly to the world, Hey, everybody, I'm looking at gay porn right now. <laughs> oh, yeah. And that happened while my grandparents were over. Oh, <laughs> and oh nice. They oh. thought that was interesting. I, I will never forget them mentioning to my parents, like, uh, we're worried about some of the things that Joe might be looking at on the computer. Oh, Joe's no. looking at gay porn. Yeah, pretty He's always looking at gay porn on the computer. He's even announcing it. He's even looking at gay porn. He's yeah. addicted to it. He's, yeah. he's not even ashamed of it. He's yeah. just, he just tells everybody now. Yeah, and he's, and he's telling us in a weird robotic lady's voice. Yeah. I don't understand. Yeah. Like, why, I don't. That, is that some weird side effect that happens? A side effect. He's got some gay porn mistress on that computer. <laughs> gay porn <laughs> mistress. Nineteen ninety eight. Yeah. No. That. I mean, uh, the mysteries of computers to grandparents in nineteen ninety eight. That's really what we're talking. No. About. Seriously, I was I was playing Command and Conquer one time, and I had a a aunt who's like much older. Than, than my mom yeah and she came over one time and i'm playing command and conquer red alert and straight up she saw one of the like the little movies the fmvs and she straight up was like norris is on the computer talking to the russians <laughs> I was <just> like, <laughs> yes we are playing plotting a world domination and, oh that is awesome and i'm just looking like auntie I'm not a communist. <laughs> like little ten year old Norris is having to explain not being a communist. Did it, did anyone else have this moment with their their grandparents or maybe even their parents where you know like you're playing an MMO you know early on and they've seen you play computer games before and they kind of get it but like you bring them in and you're like see that other person moving around that's somebody else who's sitting in front of their computer like trying to explain the world yes trying to explain that concept and like i can go up to them and have a conversation and hey how you doing like it it was something that blew my grandparents minds like this is a true story uh labor day weekend one year uh we were having we had family over for labor day and i'm in my room playing final fantasy 11 and my grandfather knocks at the door and comes in and he's like hey not participating with family uh, yeah, exactly usually. he's like hey your mom sent me to come get you and i'm like all right cool i'll be out in like 10 minutes and he's like uh, he walks over and asks you know hey what what is this and i'm explaining to him like well it's a, it's a game and you know how like because he his, his context of video game at this point is like pro-am golf 
Sure. Uh, Wheel of Fortune on DOS. I was about to say, like, Link's Goldie, Awakening Goldie on the Game Tee. Boy. Wheel yeah. of Fortune on DOS, yes. But he had something he liked, though. Right. So, and okay. so he had a window in. So when I, exactly, when I start explaining to him, like, yeah, oh, yeah, no, these are all actual people elsewhere in the world who are, you know, playing the game at the same time. And he, he got so into it. Fast forward six hours later as we both leave my room and he's trying to explain it to my grandmother now because he's in. <laughs> he thinks it's the coolest thing in the world. That's Gra- really cool. Grandpa Fife was amazing about that. Did, did you, James, did you ever play like online games, MMOs growing up? Not really, no, no? not much. I was always, uh, it's funny because I was into video games for a long time and then I was out of video games for a couple of years mm-hmm. and then I got sucked right back in. Oh, yeah. yeah. So like the, all the, a lot of the online stuff I didn't really understand. Like I think the first game I bought was like a Resident Evil online for like, uh, was a PS2? Oh, oh yeah. That game yeah. was terrible. It was. I Wait, was like, this was is the biggest res- waste of money. Online. It was, it was yeah. like online, yes. yeah. It was, you, you played as the, as like the, the squad of... It was, it was like a what collection the- of non-important people. You played yeah. like a stars or something? No, no. not even. It no. was like, it was like you, you played as like a library. It was Clue, basically. You played as like a librarian or something. You got it was farther like, in the game than what I did. It was like <laughs> random citizens is the point. Okay. You played as like random citizens the and they had like different skills. Dead, but terrible? Yes! Oh, it was Left 4 wow. Dead and Resident Evil, but take everything good about Left 4 Dead out Ooh. and then put everything you hate about Resident Evil in. Nice. Great. That's what it was. Awesome. Like outside, outside of uh, you know, like MMOs like Ultima Online or, or Final Fantasy Eleven. Like my first online gaming experience was either Tony Hawk's Pro Skater Three online, mm. right? Like you could, you could uh, go and like skate with other people. Uh, that was kind of fun, and and it gave me a second use for that that stupid modem that you could attach to the PS Two. Yeah, uh, and then the other one was SoCom. Yeah, oh, so so yeah. Uh, James, I gotta ask you because you mentioned coming back to video games after being gone for a while, and yeah. we're we're getting we're getting feedback about this a lot from like uh, radio listeners because mm-hmm. you know a lot of them are listening on sports stations, and you know they maybe were into video games and geeky stuff as a teenager, then yeah. they got but out of life, it. Now uh-huh. they're, they're now they're a parent. They've got a kid who's starting to get into video games, mm-hmm. and they're kind of coming back to it when they yeah. discover our show. What brought you back to video games? Um, the, the girl that I was with who, um, at the time was no longer with me anymore, so I had a lot of free time on my hands. Yes! Uh, I had ah, extra money to spend. There's yes. a tale as old as time. And I, I could afford a decent internet connection. Nate, you have many, many tales we, of something. You know, we were we were just talking about this yesterday, because uh, we, were, we were asking, you know, have video games ever impacted your relationship, positive or negative? Mm-hmm. And I was in a 10-year-long relationship where it seems like video games were like the main point of friction between the oh, two of us, it, yeah. right? Like it was like you're not spending enough time with me. Yeah. You're, doing- you're always on your video yeah, game. Exactly, exactly. You're so- always. What game was I playing at the time? It was some weird game where you could win money if you found some hidden thing. It was like a back when I worked at a different radio station. We had a oh. promo copy of it, and I was like, "What? I got a free game? Like interest money?" There was something in there. Yeah, I forgot what. It was some, like Sword some, Quest in the uh, modern era or something? Easter egg that you would find. It was some weird futuristic game. Um, if you found this was Easter egg. Second Life? Really? I don't think it was Second Life, no. Because oh, okay. I never got into Second Life. Because my Second Life would probably be way cooler than what my real life is. <laughs> but I remember like, <laughs> that was I was true for trying to find this thing. And then, I'll, then I was also playing Doom a lot. Mm-hmm. So and yeah. I was always getting scared. She'd always be screaming about me playing uh, the game. Yeah. 
shooting these demons and stuff. You, you and, tried any of uh, of the newer Doom stuff oh, that have came out? I am horrible at playing scary video games because I am the biggest baby. Like, I literally <laughs> get scared. I need somebody to sit with me. So, when I was playing Resident Evil 2, mm-hmm. I'd have to have my little sister come and sit with me because I would be scared playing Resident Evil 2. I, I'm the biggest baby. I locked my younger brother in a basement. Oh, no! While I was I was playing Resident Evil 2 and there there's a point where a, a liquor jumps through the, the interrogation room. mirror the interrogation and interrogation I remember it vividly. And I gave him the controller knowing that that was about to happen. And I was just like, yo, you should play this part. There's a fight coming up and it's really cool. And he was like, oh, all right, cool. Because like the zombies and stuff didn't bother him. But the jump scares. The jump scares. (laughs) So I already was doing it properly playing in the basement at night with the lights off. I'm scared just thinking about it. Right. So I sat him there. He had the controller. And I was like, yeah, go in this room. So I, I, I walked away. And as soon as I heard the door open, I made my way towards the stairs. And as soon as I heard, psh, I ran up the stairs, closed the door, and locked no! it. <laughs> no. And uh. all I heard was, Leave me out! <laughs> oh, man. Oh, so, probably scarred no. him for life. So, uh, over the weekend, I, uh, I binge watched uh, season three of Stranger Things. Oh, so yeah, good. I keep hearing it, it's good. It's so really good. good. You, should, you should definitely check it out. But there's a very kind of climactic moment. It's a, it, you know, it's a scary TV show, right? So, there's a climactic moment, and I am just sucked into the moment. Like, I'm watching, you know, probably this close to. Super uh, immersed. Yeah, to, to my, my computer screen. And from behind me, I've got blinds. Like, I've got windows about this big, right? Okay. And so I've got these kind of paper blinds behind me. And as this, like, very heightened moment happens, the blinds tore and fell. Fell. And I went... I, I let out a shriek that I I don't think I could imitate it. I literally uh, like I, I I was ready for police to arrive at my door for right. like one of my neighbors calling the cops. Someone's been murdered. Yeah, right. you didn't yell it. It escaped you. It did. Yeah, I, you can't imitate that kind of noise. And I like it was <laughs> it was odd, like one of the there's only two times where I've ever been truly kind of like frightened like that. The other time I was watching the Baba Duke. Have you ever seen oh, the Babadook? The, the Babadook. Babadook. Love that yeah, movie. I remember that right? one. So right at the at the the climax of the movie, I'm watching it with my girlfriend at the time, and you know it's it's the moment where the Babadook gets pulled back into the basement. Yeah. Right? Okay. As soon as that door slammed, the power went out. Oh, oh that's some crazy coincidences going on in your life. Power went out, and I, like both of us are sitting there, like what? this place is haunted. What do yeah. we do? And what? both of you are like. Telling the other one, like, well, you got to go get it back on. I'm not doing it. <laughs> the Baba Duke's going to get you. You got to go downstairs and flip that switch. I mean, it was a brand new house that she had just bought. It was huge. Like, it was like a bigger house than, like, you I were used to. Yeah. yeah. Like, I live in an apartment. Like, I can check the three rooms that I have in 30 seconds. Right. So I'm like, she's like, go down in the basement. I'm like, I don't want to go down in the basement. <laughs> she's like, check under the bed, check behind the couch. So uh, I, I have a question just in terms of, you know, coming back into into gaming and in the, the game. That that brought you back. Like, what are you playing right now? That's got you, you know, still right into now. It? Well, the, the game I play the most right now is Realm Royale. So okay. I play that a lot, and mm-hmm. I play play a little bit of Rage too. Yeah, nice. Well, nice. Even a lot of people play Rage yeah. too. Yeah. Well, because Talk talking us. about the Fallout seventy six, everything that I missed in Fallout seventy six, I feel like I'm getting in Rage too. No, okay. I always feel so desolate and lonely and depressed when I play Fallout seventy six. But in Rage <laughs> two, I'm like, hey, we got all these crazy punk rock like mm-hmm. bad guys. There's more people here. It's not just sure. me yeah, by yeah, myself yeah. trying to hunt a, a mole rat to, to eat and live. <laughs> right? You know, I'm not going on I these weird like crazy that, quests where I gotta like. A, 
um, get clean water. Sure, yeah, right. yeah, yeah. Oh, Well, uh, you know, uh, adding on to Norris's question, because it's something we've also been asking people, what game right now are you most looking forward to that isn't out yet? Oh, man, looking forward to that isn't out yet. I'd have to see a list of games, because it'll, it'll always change um, the sound. It might sound lame, but the remake of Battletoads? There's oh, nothing lame about that. I want to yeah, play that. Okay. I want to relive the Battletoads experience. Did you see? Did you see the latest trailer uh, for it from E3 this yes. year? Yes, unless some, unless I was not a fan out. of the art style. I'm not a so. fan of the art. No, I love it. Oh, I really? It great. Yeah. Oh, like I feel like I feel like it's like a Teen Titans Go version. It's like Saturday of morning cartoon. I mean, yeah. It, I'm and a cartoon could, guy. I love. It could be great. Like I, I, there's a lot of people out there who just like abjectly hate Teen Titans Go. I think mm-hmm. it's a hilarious. Teen Titans Go is hilarious. I love watching that show. Yeah, I'm fine. So the animation style. It, it could be it could be okay i just think I, I mean like in my own head when they had announced it i'm like oh i really want that sort of like very comic book-esque style like mm-hmm. turtles yeah, yeah that's exactly turtles. it yeah but i mean you know i guess i don't know i, just, I mean i don't want like high-res pixels no, yeah, that's I what I wanted. I wanted high res pixels. Man. I just, I just don't like change. I just is, want to be able to beat the is. Turbo Tunnel. That's all I want that, to be able well, to. Do. I, I you know, we got you. a game genie. Yeah. The, the, the answer probably uh, the is genie. you will not be there <laughs> no. to beat it. I have to no get to the third hope. stage in the new one. Forget it, man. Well, actually, you might be because it'll be like auto save and stuff like that. Yeah, like, right. Yeah, yeah that's be, true. You have to play through from the beginning of the game every time you get a game over. That's. That's modern fair. conveniences of modern gaming. Yeah, that, that makes sense. You but. know, I hope they. Do. I want more games to do stuff like that, though. I want more games to just be like, no, this is an old school game. So you get six like lives. Cuphead. Yeah, here's your lives, and if you screw it up, you're done. Yeah, start over. That's Back it. to you the beginning. Start over. I mean, yeah. the problem is like games don't take. You know, games nowadays are forty hours to beat, not. Three hours to tell, beat, tell or that, a half hour. But they tell, tell that to the hundred and sixteen hours I've plugged into Fallout Four. I mean, that, but that's what I mean, though. Like, but that if, game if you died at, at, at hundred yeah. hours into Fallout Four and had to go back to square one yeah, as soon as true. you died, but like, yeah, also, you can't do that. But also, games game, like that today, like, like that game doesn't take hundred and sixteen hours to beat. No, there's more in there for you oh, to yeah, do. Yeah. But like He's a game like Celeste, stuff. right? If I ran Celeste, perfect. No deaths. That game probably would have took me like two hours. Yeah, but yeah. it's because it's built for trial the and error yeah, and yeah, the yeah. challenge. Then it padded the gameplay, and that's likely what Battletoads I think will end up being too. Yeah, it's sort of the same sort of thing. Which I mean, that's fine. I mean, give me the original challenge of of Battletoads. I like that. I kind of well, if you're yeah. remaking Battletoads, you might as well make it hard again. Yeah, yeah. but I mean, how many of it us was sat Dark in here? Souls before Dark Souls? Yeah, but how many of us sat in here and said how much we liked Celeste because it was hard? Yeah, that's true. You know what I mean? Sure. Well, all of you cheated to beat it, but oh, cheaters. Everybody if it's in the game, it's not cheating. Okay. I agree. I totally agree. With okay. That. Okay. Fine. You didn't cheat. How many? The took rest the of you guys took the easy way out. That, that's fine. But I also don't think that that the difficulty is what made the game great. It was a facet of it, sure. But there was uh, things in that game was still amazing. The difficulty aside, that's true. Yeah. That, I, I give you that. Um, James, have you heard of this e girl bath? Oh, oh God. God. The e girl, the girl uh, who's selling uh, her bathwater, the streamer, yes, the, yes, the cosplayer, yes, or the, yeah. the influencer who's selling her bathwater. Yes, yeah. Well, if you guys are into her bathwater, I'm also selling my used bong water. <laughs> oh, it's going to be half the price of what her stuff is. But yeah, <laughs> I have heard of, I heard of her. Well, uh, I did see that someone in the chat first of all said that they would buy your bathwater. Oh, they would. So, they did. Yep, there well, you go. Uh, so yeah, email. I mean, we're asking people your thoughts on it. Uh, I think it's ridiculous, but at the same time, what, what's ridiculous? Her or the people who buy the it? People Both? that are buying it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 Like. 
Because our, our opinion is pretty much been respect be, the hustle. Yeah. Yeah, like, like I get it. Hey, if somebody's, if that email, you want to send me that, that email, I'll sell that person my bathwater. Sure. Totally. <laughs> we'll negotiate a deal. You know, you want my Find used boxer shorts, we could, we could sell that to you, too, if you want some of those. Right. Um, it's just it's just crazy that people are going to buy this bathwater from this chick. Um what are you going to do with it? You know, there, well, there's, there, well, there, there, are there have been various uses for the bath. Some, drink it. some people have drank it. Okay. Uh, uh, another person vaped it. Oh, okay. I don't know. That's <laughs> that. When I saw that, I was like, that's horrific. That's there's, the worst there, thing I've there, ever seen. There are some rumors going around. Uh, one guy claims uh, to have ran a DNA test on oh, the water. This guy. Okay. And, and says that it's not bath water. So there are some people who are genuinely upset that what they got is actually the bathwater. Yeah. False advertising. Open open up to class class action action I want my certified guarantee bathwater from this chick. Yeah. I want some, some sort of an official statement saying this is from her official bath. Oh, mm-hmm. someone boiled a hot dog. Yeah, Lloyd and oh. saying boiled hot dogs. No. That's a tasty wiener. God damn it. You I, just uh, took really gross I, no. water and made it grosser water. <laughs> now it's gross hot dog now, water, too? Now, hold on. Now what I hope no. that person does is turns that water into ice cubes, and when somebody they don't like comes over... Oh! Ba- actually, girl, that's... Gamer girl bath hot dog water. That's yeah. actually... That might be the best use of it at all. Throw the hot dogs away. Just, like, just freeze nev- the As long water. as you never eat the hot dogs, I'm okay with that. that if you eat also, the hot dogs, I'm assuming that you have some kind of weird fetish. That's also assault. Like, that's a biological attack. <laughs> <laughs> biological attack. I don't know that it is. If if this microbiologist is right, it's just tap it's water. It's just yeah. tap water, yeah. Alleged fair. microbiologist. Yeah, alleged microbiologist I, yeah. I, don't, I can't believe that i'm saying this but i i think i would genuinely be upset if it wasn't her bath water like i respect the hustle so much i love that she's doing that but if you get people to pay you 30 dollars for a jar of your bath water the least you could do is actually have it be your bath oh water. my god you know what i actually mean? take a bath in it too right like not just like, sit in the tub like, and like, spray yourself down with the hose so yeah. you're not twitch so everybody can see you get all wet and exactly. like, no, you know if you can get like because you can't just get one a video bath. of the other thing i'd rather have the a video of the other thing exactly but if you can get if you can get like you sit in one, like let's say one bathtub of water is probably like you know i don't know 50 or 100 of these jars that's oh, like, yeah that that's we're talking you know thousands of dollars per bath yeah the least you could do is actually right, but listen, is have it be real bath but water, that's that's like. so labor intensive could you imagine not for that no, kind of margin say, it's not no, say, <laughs> somebody's got to sit back and scoop out all the water individually jar it up if someone's wipe the paying me off. 30 bucks per jar i'm doing yeah, it let's, let's say it takes, i'm just saying there's no way in the world that she could have sold as much as she sold and it's all Bath water. She could have literally sat in the bath and filled the jars up while she, while was, she was doing it. in the bath. Let's True. say let's say it takes you ten hours to jar up all that bath water. That is three hundred dollars an hour you're making. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's a good I'm in. I'm you know in what? for that. You know, guys, there's another angle in the chat that we have not thought about that this is very interesting. Okay. All right. And the night train, friend of the show, the night yeah. train, uh, has said, uh, you know, asking Kooky will they be talking about it on Not Your Player too oh, but he says it it could be setting female streamers back a bit maybe i don't know i don't know i don't know i would that. actually be very curious to hear not your player two's opinion i would that. love to hear i don't feel qualified to give an opinion as on that. somebody who is not a female streamer i'm not gonna say shit about it <laughs> yeah i don't feel genuinely i genuinely don't feel qualified to but give i think an opinion that's a, that. i think i would love to hear that perspective on you know on this particular issue because yeah. i i think I would love to hear women's opinion 
about this is it Fair is enough. it like us is it a respect the, the hustle type issue or is it like oh my god no please stop doing this because i could i could definitely see it from a female streamer's perspective of like great is this the expectation now of what i have to do do I need to start doing that? Yeah. Well, but that wouldn't that sort of being wouldn't that sort of be like well looking at like Doctor Disrespect and going like well do I have to get banned to be successful because he came back to, to a, more success, a huge fan a huge amount of fanfare yeah and I, and and uh, to be honest when we talked about the Doctor Disrespect issue that's actually kind of the concern that we had is that you know young streamers on the platform will look at that and go well that's the model for success I've got to I've got to break the rules. I've got to get in trouble, and then Twitch will come and slap me on the wrist. Well, and I'll tell you from my experience, I have already been banned from Twitch once. Uh, have you really? I have not got any huge. Yeah, I feel like there, it, there's so. a baseline success yeah. you have to already have for That's that to true. pay off for yeah. you. Yeah. Do, yeah. You, do you, you need a story on Dexerto? Really quick, do you guys think that Doctor Disrespect does his own Twitter? No, not anymore. No, absolutely not. Okay, so. because there was a tweet that went on the other day. I'm like, is Doc drunk? It was one of the first to ever use in the world a firsty strike grenade ion formanuit live on Twitch C dot TV dot Doctor Dewis Wispt. Okay, well, if he's not doing his own Twitter, that was probably actually him. That looks like a fat fingered tweet if I've ever seen. Oh, that was more than fat fingered. Somebody was drunk. He sent that tweet from the bathroom. Yeah, yeah, I'll bet he did. If he if he didn't send that tweet, he definitely needs to hire someone new. Someone. Someone lost their job uh, for that. Uh, well, he got a lot of people losing their jobs in his camp right now. Yeah, you know, you guys, let's go back 15 years, and, and, and you were to tell yourself, you know, what's gaming going to look like in 15, 20 years? Oh, so we talking about 2004, 2005? Yeah, yeah. I mean, how yeah. many of us was like, you know, by that time, I bet, you know, we'll be like, you know, in VR and like, you know, doing all kinds of that. cool stuff like that. Fast forward here, and we're just talking about Gamer Girl Bathwater. Like, yeah. No, you know what I thought it would be? I thought, honestly, gaming would be what No Man's Sky said it was supposed to be. That's what I thought. Where, where Star Citizen is tr- trying to be. be, yeah. That's what I thought the next logical step would, for games was, was that we would be able to create a whole galaxy. Yeah. Of locales and cities and planets and all that stuff, and it would be no problem. Well, they're trying for for uh, game companies, and to that's do the that. thing is now we're seeing with the advances they're making in AI programming. Like yeah. now, uh, 10, 15 years from now, I do believe well, that's exactly know, because, because there, AI there, will make because it. there are people even right now they're still trying to do that. Uh, uh, Beyond Good and Evil too, like that's the type of stuff that, that they're hoping to do yeah. in there, and with stuff like what uh, uh, Stadia is maybe bringing and the AI. Right. Right. Cloud-based uh, development, uh, developing, and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah. I, mean, I don't even think it, it would be yeah. ten to fifteen years. Maybe I don't know, but it's just in two thousand four. I thought that by now that would. That's be what we didn't have. think we'd be no. talking about e-girl gaming bathwater though. That is true, but I was also surprised to see that E three would walk away from Booth Babes. Yeah, I thought that Booth Babes were that, just that was just kind a, of step in the right direction, an inextricably linked thing to E three. Why do they ban hot chicks at the? Using them to promote so yeah. no hot promotional models walking around strutting their stuff like, hey, check I mean, out. If, it was if had, had, so it was yeah. so much different back in like even oh six. Yeah, like where it was like almost a requirement for every booth to have you know promo models. Gotcha. Which I mean, listen, I've, I've dated promo models. Like I, I have Hang no, we all, I have no problem with it whatsoever. Um, it just y'all it, saw how I tried to flex, right? Don't let him get away with that. <laughs> Humble brag. Right. There were there were. Remember the the I, I am forget, a promo I forget model. What the, I forget what the brand was. Remember <laughs> that weird energy drink that was at E three this year. 
That oh, had the one everybody the, hated. And, and yeah, and, and, and everyone hated it. It yep. pretty much got roundly criticized. Uh the the one energy drink that, that brought it to E three this year. So, you know, I, I just I think it's a change in culture that uh has happened over time that, you know, like I'm totally okay with. You know what I mean? Yes. Like I, I don't think that that should be a requirement for an E three booth, right? If you want to have that. Yeah, I agree. If you want it, I think you want it's it, fine. that's fine. I know. Yeah, I would never say you're yeah. required to have hot chicks. Yeah, exactly. Right. Hot hunks, you know, on display at all times. But it, it's, it's, it was sort of feeling like that. Like yes. it, it, at one point, it was so kind of over the top, pervasive. Yeah, that it was like hard to ignore, and it was like, ah, mm-hmm. oh, maybe this is not a good look. You know, I feel and like then gaming they, companies too would probably get more bang for their buck if they invested in like really cool cosplayers. That, see, when we replaced it, that's kind of yeah, yes. good. Then they're on the, the right track. Then when we went yeah, to the Final Fantasy VII remake, they had these two chicks dressed up as Turks that were like interrogating people in line really? waiting to play the game. See, it that's was, cool stuff. It like was really cool. That brings your game to life. That gets people excited about. It. They're curious, like why? Who, who is this character? Right? What's his deal in the game or her deal in the game? Oh, right. I want to check yeah, it out. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I can remember you know uh, G four segments. Did you ever watch? Oh yeah, man, watch. you're taking it back old school. I know, right, time, man? But do you remember when G four would go out to E three? They would just interview booth babes that like weren't even remotely. That was a segment. It was an entire segment, and it just made you go. Yeah, maybe this is not not entirely necessary. Well, they just know this is going to get the ratings. That's true. Yeah, the yeah, guy yeah. that's up late. If G four was on when I was watching it, it was always on like late night, or maybe that was just the only time I was watching. <laughs> so the dudes that are watching TV yeah, late at night, exactly. they want to see the booth babes. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. So they're going to give them what they want right after right after the man show ends. Now we're yeah, switching exactly. on, yeah, on know? over to yeah, exactly. to our E yeah. three press coverage. The juggies that would jump around on the trampolines for them. <laughs> God, yeah. Names? Yes, that's oh, right. Yeah, Girls on Oh, you know what? That TV was, was real. In the 90s. That was a real thing. I yeah. just, I'd like block that out. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I that was remember. very real. Oh. That was very, very real. Yeah. Well, and James, thank you very much for coming no by problem, today. Guys. Thanks you for having were, me. You were so generous with your time. We really appreciate it. Um, so uh, make sure you check out the Dave and Chuck the Freak show weekday mornings. Uh, you guys start at six, right? Yes. 6 a.m. Yes. on 101 WRIF. Uh, it's a huge honor to have you here. Uh, oh, awesome. I mean, it's a pleasure to be here. I Dave, appreciate coming in and being able to talk video games with you guys. Yeah. David Chuck the Free Show is one of the best shows on radio, and I'm not over-exaggerating. It's the not truth. at all. Uh, go, ch- go check it out. Uh, podcast. You guys got the, the videos that you do every Peep day. Shows. Peep shows. shows. Check it out. We do a whole show. We got a little Tasty Bit podcast that takes all the best stuff from each morning and puts it into one little uh, podcast for you. Is there is there a dot com? David Chuck, uh, David Chuck the Freak dot com. There you go. David Chuck the Freak dot com. Make sure you check it out. Subscribe to the podcast. Uh, give them your social media and where they can follow you on Twitch. Uh, at who the F is JC on any social media site that matters. Who the F is JC. You can find me there. Nice. Thanks, guys. Appreciate your time. Thank you so Thank much, you. man. Hopefully have you back in. You guys ever want to do Realm Royale? Absolutely. I'll show you guys, I, I'll show you guys how to get to, a, uh, to be honest, Crown Royale. To be honest, I, I've got Realm Royale installed on all the stuff because I was hoping we could do one of each. Gotcha. But then hey, time didn't work out. Yeah. And it's no. all good. Next, Next time. time. Next Guys, time. take care. We'll Thank see you all so later. Much, James. Thanks so much, James. Thank you. Thanks again to James for his time. And again, make sure you check out Nerd Radio 1130 a.m. on Wednesdays right here at twitch.tv slash checkpoint XP. Stick around because coming up next, we're going to sit down with Chuck Bean, James's co-host for Nerd Radio. That's ahead next on the Checkpoint XP podcast.
BackstageCountry.com, your online home for all things country music. Award-winning movies often have incredible soundtracks, and many of those have gone on to become country gold. We've picked our top five country songs that have been nominated for an Oscar. Text OSCAR to 45911 to see if your favorite made the list on BackstageCountry.com. Text OSCAR to 45911, and we'll send the link straight to your phone. This is Checkpoint XP, eSports and gaming radio. CheckpointXP.com Welcome back to the Checkpoint XP podcast on B-Pod Studios, the place to be for podcast discovery. Let's check out our conversation with Chuck Bean, host of Nerd Radio, heard at twitch.tv slash CheckpointXP, Wednesdays at 11.30 a.m. We've got a special guest in studio hanging out with us, Chuck Bean from Nerd Radio. What's going on, man? Hey, what's up, man? How you doing? You got so much energy, Jesus. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't see Red Bull and that Hulk hand over there. No, no. My God. Uh, No, you know what? It just, uh, it it comes from the the depths and, uh, you know, when the the cameras go on, so does the energy. (laughs) Yes, exactly. (laughs) How you doing, man? I'm great. How are you, man? I feel like I've I've uh, I've I've been to the penthouse now. <laughs> Everybody <laughs> says that about up here. Is it really that? Is it that stark? Have you been down to the slums? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, we haven't we haven't trodden amongst the peasants in a well, moment, I suppose. Think, think about it though, because Jello probably gives us the most crap, and they really do just have them down in like a box down you know, right? there. Yeah, you know? I worked in that box for like three, so, four so years. No, this so is you, a stark. No, Listen, oh, listen, this studio is fantastic, but the studios downstairs are also We have fantastic. seven windows, man. Let me tell you, we record Nerd Radio every week in the edit studio. and Yeah, that's a closet. That Yeah, it's yeah. A, there are no windows, and we joke that that is where equipment goes to die. Yeah. Oh, uh, in fact, we had a mic die on us no! in the middle of this week's show. No! And oh had, to, had to quickly scramble that's to put the together. I got a, I got a question. When, when do you record Nerd Radio? Uh, we record it on Wednesday afternoons, and then it goes up on Friday mornings. Why don't Why don't you record it in here? Yeah, yeah. in literally the new. I have the no idea. Yeah, I, I have think, not. It was ne- it was never an option offered to us. Oh, I, I think so. that might be. I mean, well, that, that might be fun. I mean, that might be something. That I don't see why not. Yeah, right? <laughs> I think that there's uh, definitely some uh, some some interest. I mean, some cross that, branding, right? Yeah, right. Oh, I, I would. Right. I, would, I, would so. I would say. Yes. What, what, what's the phrase? Uh, Mikasa Sukasa. Is that right? Right. Yeah. 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 I like it. You know, maybe you gonna speak Spanish. Now gonna speak uh, so, uh, for those that may not be familiar with Nerd Radio, why don't you uh, tell you know some of our listeners like what what you guys do? Nerd Radio is a podcast that's offered as part of the B Pod Studios Network. is recorded here in Detroit, Michigan, as part of uh, WRIF dot com. Myself, Al Beck, who is a producer on the Dave and Chuck the Freak Morning Show, and James, who is also part of the Dave and Chuck the Freak Morning Show, get together every week and we talk about we kind of skim over the headlines of what's going on in the worlds and nerds. Initially, I put the show together because uh, I used to get very excited when one of the morning shows here in Detroit, before I even got into radio, would talk about the TV show Lost. Oh, 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 yeah. Oh, you just made oh, a best boy. friend. Oh, no. I was Pandora's so, box has been open. I was so excited. They would talk about Lost, and I'm like, this is something I'm interested in. And then, like, 20 minutes later, they talk about college football, and I don't care. Um, so when I got into the building and into radio and stuff like that, I was like, well, what if we just did that? What if just we the just, video game part, just, the nerd we part. just talked about... 
what's going on in the world of comic books because I'm a yeah. big comic book nerd. Or what's going on? You know, what TV shows we're watching? What's we're streaming or something like that? What's what video games are we playing? Kind of thing. And that's kind of what it uh, morphed into. That is awesome. I was a big fan of of Lost. We know. Uh, <laughs> What, did you were were you a fan from the first season or did you pick it up midway through? I think I watched the first season on DVD and then I was I was locked in for the rest of it. Yeah, I, I joined a little bit late. I think I joined around season five, so I binged like the first four seasons and I was like, "This is the greatest thing I've ever seen." It was really fun. The journey is amazing. The journey is amazing. The, the destination not, not so much. Not so much. And not the first time that I had experienced that either. Because uh, uh, did you play Mass Effect too? <laughs> <laughs> I did, but three is the one where I d- I'd well, argue is, I meant is that Mass Effect as well. Yeah, okay, <laughs> yeah. I was like, don't you be talking Mass Effect? No, too. no, 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 one's gonna talk no Mass, Mass Effect slander in this. Yeah, I realize no, no, I'm in your all. house, but I don't want to have to fight one of you if you're gonna slander Mass Effect too. Am I gonna have to cut a bitch? <laughs> um, no, but I mean, like that that was uh, that was the beauty of of Lost. It's funny. I it's like the same thing just played out with Game of Thrones, right? Where oh, it was sure. like, you know. Like people really love that show, but hated where it went. Yep, you know what I mean. And uh, I always find that so fascinating how that's so polarizing. You're right. But I got into it on the level where, like, I don't know if you remember in the last season where they did sort of like this promo thing where they had Paul Shear going around. Like Paul Shear was a b- a big fan of Lost. Yeah. But he was going around doing like on uh, like it was like an ARG where okay. where you would you would have to you would get hints to where a URL would be and it would be like in Brazil so someone in Brazil would have to go to these like like a location and it would be painted on a wall or something and then they would take a picture or something yeah and, post and it then, in the reddit thread exactly and then when the URL went out there was like 150 prints that you could buy Right. Huh. So someone had to find the URL, post the URL publicly, and then the prints would be live. To buy. I bought like four of them. Okay. I spent so much goddamn money and then <laughs> hated the final season. So yeah. I have all these prints of a show that I'm like, eh, I'm kind of lukewarm. Wait, so, so when you bought all those prints, were you using the Beanie Baby logic? Someday these are going to be worth something. These are going to be worth something. Oh, no. Well, uh, kind of a little bit. Hopefully. Because, well, because uh, some very like now famous artists were. Worked on those mm-hmm. like uh, Ali Moss. Uh, he he did uh, some of the White Stripes like special edition box sets and stuff like that. Like they've got some real chops. So in terms of like if these artists ever do something, you know, like very profound or huge, it might actually be worth something someday. So anyway, I don't know how we got on that weird tangent. <laughs> you are lost. lost. That yeah. happens every time Shut Lost up. gets brought up. We got lost. Yeah, Talk that's about lost. It's true. God. It's true. But I, I think I think I uh, would experience something similar although i would get very frustrated when i would hear not morning shows because i was uh, at the time uh norris and i were working in public radio yep. but when i would see on talk shows or here uh, on the air people talk about video games and i felt like there was very much a fishbowl effect right like an aquarium effect where they were looking at fish like what are the young kids into oh, sure. pokemon go is the perfect example yes yep. this uh, that was that was the last time that i think that it happened and it was so bad that I even even the a con, like country stations yeah we're, we're talking about it nonstop yeah well right. but that but that's the part that kind of was ridiculous to me because you saw 
that if if country stations are talking about Pokemon Go, that means Pokemon has some of the most incredible market saturation that ever exists right. in the history of mankind. So if every station or every sort of medium is talking about Pokemon, that should let you know more than just people's kids are doing mm-hmm. Pokemon. Yeah, I'm sure. There's somebody in those studios on the production team that plays Pokemon Go. Well, especially right. at this point, too. Pokemon Go has existed for, what, over a year now? And, like, most of the people I know who are still logging in and still playing are adults. Are grown. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, it was funny. Uh, I saw a tweet not that long ago that was like, you know, that first that first few months of Pokemon Go was really the closest we'll ever have to oh, World sure. Peace. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's it. Uh, the, it's all downhill never, from It's here. all downhill. I'm now almost sure. And it has been. Now yeah. we're, and it now, has been. Oh, yeah. Now we're back to absolutely, absolutely hating each sure, other. Yeah, there were massive drops. Drops in crime rates worldwide because Pokemon Go at first came out. Massive I, drops in robbery, massive increases in trespassing and vandalism. Yes, yes that's true. Okay, yes, that's, true. That, that's fair. Uh, dude, I would be leaving here on like a Friday night and driving through Ferndale to go home, and there would just be mobs of people oh, yeah. on either side of the street, just like, you know. People in Flint brave the outdoors. <laughs> Still didn't drink the water, but you brave the outdoors. That's, that's no, the listen, I saw folks walking around. Around with their phones out in the hood and when I say the hood I mean the hood going to like you know gyms and stuff which first of all I used to be like why is there a gym here like this right in an abandoned church somewhere but people would be walking around and I mean let me be straight up with you folks who look like they would not necessarily be from the hood <laughs> And it was just a very interesting experiment because you would sure. see a group of folks and they would come together and then you would see another group of folks and they all got their phones out and they look at each other. And I thought something was about to happen. You know what I mean? Like it was about to be like a West Side Story style fight. <laughs> no, Pokemon no. was about to Instead, happen. Instead, they both were like, and they would take the gym. <laughs> and I would watch the whole thing. And I'm just like, this is it. This is how we solve everything. We solve racism, bigotry. We solve it all with Pokemon. Pokemon. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> As it turns out, dude, I'll never we forget close. that first that first yeah week walking around uh, my girlfriend at the time and just walking around and looking across the street, seeing two other people walking their dog, but both on their phones and being like. Given, given the think, Robert Redford meme. Yeah. Yeah, you think? And then sure enough, one of them yells over at me, Snorlax down that way. And I'm like, all right. Yeah, for sure. Uh, uh, Chuck, you were a pretty enthusiastic Pokemon Go player, right? Um, for sure. My girl Amy uh, yeah. is is way into it. Yeah. Way into mm-hmm. it. Uh, but yeah, I, I, it was the kind of thing that I'll definitely, I will still hit. There's a gym right around the corner uh, on the way home here. Yeah. That is like. Some, is it the clock? Yeah, yeah, and I'm like, so well, you're 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 the one that I would fight. I think so. I'm team Val- team Valor. Yeah. So yeah, I'll put. Uh, I've got a Snorlax. I call it Samojo, and I'll stick him in there. Okay. Or my. Uh, I can't remember what that red. Uh, what the red, the red insect that Scyther turns into. Scyzor. Uh, Scyzor. Yeah, yeah. My, yeah, my yeah. Scyzor is named Gundam Wang, and he's sometimes in there. <laughs> He's got uh, he's for got for a, a while. I had a shiny Kabutops that I was putting in there for like pretty consistently. Okay, he has yeah. a Pokemon, a Snorlax named Samoa Joe. That is a yep. Pokemon and a wrestling. Yes, reference. it is. How is this the first time we've talked to him? <laughs> how is that possible? Yeah, yep. it is. It is always fascinating working in this building. How often you can walk by somebody and not know. Yeah. That oh, you guys yeah. are both into the same thing. For all, sure. all it takes is that one. Uh, I mean. 
That's how I met my fiance. <laughs> so, yeah. so, That's how I met this guy. Yeah, it's true. Not, yeah. not his not, fiance, not, by the we're way. We're not, not engaged. Oh, no, not no. at all. I but, think you guys would make a beautiful couple. <laughs> we would have cute kids. <laughs> I'm, but that's what I'm the, saying. The, the thing cute is, adopted kids. <laughs> that somehow would both still have beards. <laughs> With DNA engineering, man, stem cells, man, okay. we can do anything. Sure. But, we are living in the future, my friends. But, you know, I, it, it's funny. I was I was just talking to to somebody out in the hallway about this, but you know, you guys, you, well, not you, but you guys all have somebody you're dating that is at least oh, go to hell involved, <laughs> involved in. You've got no one to blame but yourself. Yeah, this is not our fault. But you guys all have somebody that you can enjoy games with together, right? Um, sure. In terms of a relationship, you know, what what is that like? Because my girlfriend is is she's not anti gaming; she's just not a gamer, not and right I don't, and I'm not a person to want to force her to try to enjoy what I enjoy. All right. Sure, I'm going to give you the the good and the bad. All right, all right. so the good is. You always have someone that you can talk to about gaming. When you get excited about when you're something. Excited. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Here's the bad. When you both want to play the same game. You gotta buy it twice. You gotta buy it. Either buy it twice just or went take through turns. This. Just went through this. No, no. There ain't no taking yeah. turns. You buy it twice. Yeah. We'll do this this, this weekend. All yeah. right? With Fire, Fire Emblem. Emblem twice. That's right. <laughs> See, I always look at it like, like I've got a huge backlog of games anyways. So if I get like the the Switch is the thing that we share, the Nintendo Switch. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if I get a game on the Nintendo Switch and she gets super into it, for instance, Pokemon, when mm. Pokemon uh, Go Eevee or whatever let's it was. Go let's out. go. Yeah, yeah let's yeah, go yeah. came out. I didn't see the Switch for like a week and a half. For sure. It disappeared. <laughs> at one point, I brought the Switch to bed just to play it. I turned around to plug my phone in. When I turned back around, she was playing it. Had it already. I can't. Like, she plays so infrequently. I can't just be like, give me that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> So what are you doing? I just <laughs> went and got my Vita, my PS Vita, and just I'll play something else. It's, it's great for yeah. consoles in theory because yeah, like when we yeah now we only need one PlayStation Four in the house. If, you know, sure. if we upgrade for one, we upgrade for both. Technically, we can buy games for it. The Switch is the only one where we have not been able to get that down because we both play the Switch so much. Sure. I bought wow. her a Switch for her birthday because yeah. I'm like I'm, I'm tired of sharing. I, I did the same thing for Christmas. Just just buy her her own Switch. We've, yeah, no, we've actually absolutely been talking about maybe we should have a second Switch. Maybe you know, what? <laughs> wait for the new one with the extended battery life. Give her the old one. Ah, ah, yes. <laughs> there you, you go, Robbie. That sounds like a, you trying to have him on the couch for a while. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? His Switch will last longer than hers. Yeah, he'll have something do on the couch exactly there you go <laughs> so uh i i heard in there you you're an owner of a ps vita that's a small i am that's a small club to be a part of but yes. one of my all-time favorite systems what do you usually play on the vita i bought the vita specifically to play persona 4 Oh, okay. All right. A friend of mine That's got not me, a bad reason. A friend of mine got me into Persona at Yumacon a couple of years ago, looking sure. at mm-hmm. some of the cosplayers. He's is somebody that almost every year at Yumacon, I would pull him aside and be like, all right, what's this JoJo's Bizarre Adventure thing about? And he explained <laughs> it to me. I'd be like, that sounds fascinating. I got to watch that. The next he year was, was able to explain JoJo's Bizarre Adventure? That's you? impressive. No, he was able to tell me like two or three things about it. I was yeah. like, that is off the wall bonkers. I need to know. Okay, cool. I need to watch yeah. some of that. So Persona was another one. Just the way that the characters are named alone. I'm like, I'm sorry. Sort of like, right. I'm in. I'm well, kind of in. All you really need to know about JoJo's Bizarre Adventure is in season three or four, when the character from season two is now old man JoJo, uh, he will successfully... You gotta watch... First of all, you gotta watch the subtitles. <laughs> because uh, he will say a bunch of things in Japanese and something will happen and he'll go, oh no. <laughs> in English. <laughs> 
<laughs> something crazy will happen and he'll go, oh my God! <laughs> and it's just ridiculously funny. No, that, do, that, that kind of does sound awesome. I had to play Persona 4 on the on the Vita because there's an extra character, That's there's right. extra yeah. stuff going is, on or whatever. Is, yeah, yeah. The, uh, P4 Golden. Yep. Um, yeah. I, I actually, I did buy uh, Persona 4, played all of it, and really enjoyed it. It's the only Persona game that I've ever been able to get into. Yeah. Like, truly actually get it, get into. You but the reason to play 5, though. I've tried to play 5. It's the coolest game It's ever. so it's, pretentious. It's beautiful. It's, it's so pretentious. Good. That's it, the, that's the thing that really draws me to the Persona series, at least with 4 and 5, is the, the music is, is the music music music. phenomenal. And it's always good. The way the menus are put together and just the art style alone is just like... There's nothing else like beautiful. it. Beautiful. Yeah. Ju- I just feel like I'm looking at an art school kid's final project. Well, <laughs> that kid got you know, an A. I'm, t- I'm, not, I'm not arguing the grade, okay? I'm just saying. It's like, oh, it's extra. That's what it is. We're going to find out it's that. It's extra to the nth extra. It is extremely extra, it's but so I really enjoy it. I was going to say, I enjoy <laughs> it. That's cool. That's cool. If you do, that's... It feels that, like I'm playing an anime. You know you know what the... What was that uh, That game? Was it called Mad World? That was literally oh, all yeah. black oh, yeah. and white? yeah. That's what I love. And our I, great proofs are in that yes. game. Yes. Yep. Yep. Yeah, I loved that game. Yes. That game was my jam. Like, I like, you know, the rough edges One of and the best reasons to get the Wii. Have you seen Drawn yeah, to yeah, Death? Was, no. To death? no. It's, a, it's on the PlayStation 4. It was one of the PS... Uh, plus uh, free games, okay. free like that. While, yeah. but it's a first person or a third person shooter that looks like it. It's like all the art off a high schooler's uh, like notebook. Oh, that sounds awesome! Yeah, you check it out. I you will like, find a video of it because I absolutely will. The art style is very interesting. So the the thing that I love my uh, PS Vita for is the PlayStation One games. Like I have a oh, huge, yeah. I have a huge backlog of PlayStation One games that I never got to finish. Yep, uh, Suikoden is one that yep. I mean. Is that how you say it? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Suikoden. I always thought it was. Yep. Sui- I th- always thought it was Suikoden. Yeah. Because that's how man- uh, Psychomantis says it. Is that how it's, it is? It yeah, is. If, yeah. you have a, if you have a it save is. file on your, oh, on your I didn't know thing. that's how he says it. You enjoy sweet garden. You like oh, wow. I mean, look, it's very possible. I'm, I'm, you know, it's not that that we're all known for for correct pronunciation, on uh, side, especially so. of, pronunciation of <laughs> things that originated in Japan. <laughs> right, exactly. sweet yeah. I, I think it's sweet I sweet-a-ding. finished Final Fantasy IX on my Vita. Nice. That's I the best I, place to. Finish. I think I only got through the first disc when it came out originally, and really? I just, I, it just didn't grab me in the way that 8 or 7 did. And then, I, I, I had a similar sort of experience with it. Then when I went back and played it the second time, yeah. like my favorite one. Really? Yeah. Mm. I, I still wouldn't say it's my favorite, but I'm glad I played it. I mean, I honestly I honestly think that like today, if you're looking to play a PlayStation 1 game, I mean, it's they're hideous if you put them on a, a, a TV like this. Has, you know, has anybody, you need the handheld screen. Has anybody in this room experienced the PlayStation Classic yet? No. A couple of weeks ago, uh, as part of like Amazon had their big sales, so yeah. Best Buy tried to counter, uh, you know, counter program against that right. sale. Those things were on sale for twenty bucks. Really? Wow. At Best Buy, I don't, I don't think that's still now they're forty. But I got one and I brought it home, and uh, I think the first thing I played was Twisted Metal. I have no idea how I played that. You can't on a flat screen. It's I have so, no idea how so I understood how any of those yeah. pixels were. Anything. Oh my yeah. god! Speaking it's of amazing. Final Fantasy IX, though, if you play the Switch version on a on the screen on the big yeah. screen, it looks really good. Actually, really? I was yeah. very impressed. With well, how I mean, well there's it some yeah. upscaling. Uh, I was going to say, yeah, when when they did the Steam the mobile slash Steam port, which is the one that's on the Switch, they right. did do a little bit of upscaling. Yeah, it, it looked yeah. way. 
Like, it didn't look hideous. Yeah. yeah. So I got to ask a question. So we're talking about Final Fantasy. What is your favorite Final Fantasy? Uh, my, my favorite Final Fantasy? Oh, man. There's a, I That's think, a tough question. Let's see. I think there's one, two, three. I think there's four different answers in this There room. is four yeah. different answers. Uh, can, I, can I add a caveat to this? There's, okay. There's my favorite, and then there's... The, the best. best. Okay. Okay. Yeah. We, okay. I like we, where this we're, is we're, going. We're already we're, we're in good territory. territory. Right. Yes. Because that's, that's my favorite Final Fantasy is eight. <sighs> yes. I love the card. The card <laughs> game in that is <laughs> is is exactly the way those card games. Yep. Triple try is yes. the best. I, I love Squall. That's the sound of me judging you. That's <laughs> fair. No, yeah, that's fair. Nobody's I will, perfect. <laughs> I will. I will admit the story is as convoluted as they get. Yes. Mm-hmm. Some sure of the graphical suge- Some of the graphic stuff is uh, the the drawing system not great. You're the best looking guy here. What are you talking Thank about? You. <laughs> uh, however, <laughs> however, if I had to pick, what is the best Final Fantasy four? Ooh. Ooh. Okay, so yeah, I would for not me, have expected four. Eight is my favorite, and six is the best, in my opinion. Uh, Joe so, and I yeah. are of one mind. Yeah. Six is fantastic. Four is just, it's tight. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's fair. It's great. It has, it has emotional beats to it that match six, if not surpass them in some ways. Six is the best and also my favorite. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm, not, is, I'm not Six mad. is the great answer. Yeah. I mean, it's hard to argue against six. Robbie? Uh, seven's uh, my favorite, but I think that nine's the best. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Okay. Really? Yeah. Mm. Which I, I, I know a lot of people different, think nine's all the different answers. Wasn't it uh, uh, Sakamoto who also said that, in, in his opinion, that, that nine is the best representation nine of Nine is the final most Final Fantasy, is, Final you know, Fantasy. That's yeah. fair. I, yeah. Here's I'd what I like. We all agree that nine and prior to that is the best era of Final oh, Fantasy. Oh, oh yes. Six, no, far, six, far through, away. six through nine. Six yeah. Beat. yeah. Four through nine, really. I mean, I love five, too. I think five. Five is. Five's got some weirdness to it. But five is. The job system, and I love it. Underrated. I would agree that five is definitely underrated. I also think three is massively underrated too. Three is difficult. Three is (laughs) is very difficult. Is three the the one with the weapons where you have to use the weapons? No, that's two. That's two. That's two. Three. Three was the first time that they did the job system. system. Okay. Yeah. And remember the mini castle? That was three. Yeah. So uh, the the NES version of three is notoriously difficult and also. So you needed uh, to translate the ROM. Yeah, right. But when they did the official release on the DS, that game is amazing. That's oh, right. With the, I played with the, the, the polygon the three, models, yeah, yeah. the 3D models. Yeah. And the, okay. I, I mean, because it... It was like, because the the job system is my favorite thing from Final Fantasy, right? So when they restrict it, like they do in 4 and 6, even though I think it's what they do with it is good, I like to have the free open job system, and 3 provided that for me perfectly. I had a weird experience with FF3, because yeah, Yeah. you know, your only solution at that time was to find a ROM hack with a translation on it, because never released stateside at that point. Uh, So the one that I got was perfect and normal and, and correct for about three hours. Okay. The first oh, three hours the of the worst. game were what they're supposed to be and sure. fine. And then the translation changed three hours in and it was like it was written by it was like it was written by Booker T a la 2000. <laughs> Like, I would, that's the best way I could put it. So my second, wait a minute, wait a minute. Yeah. So you stopped playing it? No, no, I kept playing. Oh, it. I was about to say so that my, sounds amazing. It was my, I would have totally kept playing. My context of the second half of FF three <laughs> is maybe not spot on to what actually what, what it actually was. There was absolutely a tone shift. There was a, there was definitely a tonal shift. I saw, like I was like wow because you're like you're watching you're like you know what I just don't feel like they put the n word in here that many times. <laughs> I just I just. 
I just feel like Japan, as progressive as they maybe weren't at that time, wasn't doing that. Hulk Hogan, wow. we coming for you. <laughs> yes, exactly. We really don't know what we're dealing with here, man. Oh my god. So that was my introduction to FF3. Oh, wow. that, do you still have that? Please don't. Oh god, no. That I was probably 10. Someone oh my needs god. no, someone needs to, to find, find that. that ROM. Someone needs to find that ROM cuz yeah. that's funny. The problem is you you're not going to find out till you've played about half the yeah, game. You got to get the issue to figure out if it's yeah. the right one. It's perfectly uh, normal until then. Oh my god. Well, speaking of wrestling, you did say that you're a big uh, wrestling fan, Absolutely. Chuck. Uh, are you paying attention to what uh, AEW is putting together? Oh, 100%. Oh, my God. It's, it's a fascinating year for wrestling it, in it so many ways. so is. Because, like, dude, it, you know, we got exposed to it in a big way through Fighter Fest down yeah. at uh, uh, CEO and this year. You guys year. got a great event at Fighter Fest. Oh, it was the, so good. Yeah, you got that, that amazing tag match was it, uh, uh, Kenny Omega and the Bucks mm-hmm, against yep. the uh, Lucha Brothers. Yep. Uh, you, got, you got awesome. to see that. That was just high spot after high spot after high spot. It was so good. You got to see Cody Rhodes take that unprotected protected chair shot to the I, dome. Okay, can, can we talk can we talk about that cuz yeah, like let's talk that, about that that to me I, I don't know that that was cool. Like I mean <laughs> that's the thing that I find fascinating is in 2019 like universally the entire world saw that shot and went no, we don't do that anymore. Don't yeah. do it. Correct. Like like literally yeah. like it, it would have been perfectly normal in the 90s we'd have like, totally. cheered and lost it. That was but a when, Monday night Raw staple exactly. for like, yes. a couple years yes. man. people just taking shots in the face. As soon as I saw that chair shot I literally thought Chris Benoit in my head and went, yeah. nope, I don't need to see that spot anymore. Totally. I don't right. ever Do you guys still see think that. you'd be talking about it if it wasn't there? Fighter Fest? Fighter Fest for sure. Totally. Yes. Fighter Fest was still a great enough event for us was. to talk about yeah. it. But I, I do... I see what you're saying, Robbie. It is, is the first thing that comes up yes. every yeah. single yes. time. Oh yeah. Yes. Oh yeah. It was big. In the same way that you know, Mick Foley falling off hell in a cell. Like nobody sure, yeah. nobody's gonna forget that. Nobody remembers yeah. who was King of the Ring that year right. at, that, right. at that event. We and just that, remember Mick Foley nearly died. That might I be totally the forgot that was at King of the Ring. It was. You know what I mean? it was. Yeah. And that might be the brilliance of it is because Cody doesn't ever have to take a chair shot again. Oh he, yeah. He yeah. might have literally just said, Nope, we're going out there, I'm doing the chair shot spot, we're gonna make our name on that and we're never gonna do it we're again. But this is my company. Yeah. And I'm taking the shot. Well, that's what I was thinking when I saw it. Is you saw you see the shot, and then he's bleeding everywhere. And oh, I'm yeah. like, okay, why? And yeah. and in my head, as a wrestling fan, I start my I start the gears start turning. I'm like, Cody just took an unprotected shot to the head. A because he's not going to ask anybody else anybody to do else it, to do it. Correct. B so that they can say this is the kind of thing we will never do. Yeah. Like yeah. you saw like I thought they would come out in story and say like okay if if somebody hits somebody else in the head with a chair it's an immediate disqualification. Yeah. Right. Because yeah, one yeah, of the yeah. things about AEW that's so fascinating is they're saying that like wins and losses are going to matter much like a sport. Yeah. yeah. So you know it's never going to be like hey you know this guy that's lost 37 weeks in a row All well, of he's going to be he's champ. champ. <laughs> yeah. yeah right. He's going to fight the champ and win. Yeah, How amazing. Yeah. You know but um it's it's fa- it's fa- like I said it's a fascinating year it really is wrestling wwe's product is has been down but they're making these changes that they want to you know make the product different and you see I'll, last- I'll say this though it, that that i will give the wwe that i think AEW really needs to work on super quickly is that the women's product at wwe is so much better has improved it's- 
so much oh over the God. past five years. Oh, absolutely. It's, it's the it's the reason that I watch WWE. The main reason why yes. I tune in. I because I, I could I could care less about Brock Lesnar. Much more invested in their women's division. Than, yes, than in, and even yeah, and even what what uh, Becky and Seth are doing, kind of like crossing that over. Like I I like all of yeah. that. I think that that is far more compelling than the other stories that yeah. they're telling. And, and, right. and I think if if AEW does anything that is anywhere close to what WWE has done yeah. in terms of the women's division, yeah. right, I think they got a I mean, serious uh, problem. Kooky even brings up, even in NXT, because Shayna Baszler is just a beast to watch. Oh, yeah. I, I hated I, her so much when I when I started watching she's her. She's the best heel! And Yeah, now that I figured out, it's not that I hate Shayna Baszler, it's that she's really she's good, a good at heel. She's good at her job. so good. That was, yeah. For me, that she was... She is so good. Uh, the Miz, where for the longest time, yeah. I was like, I hate you, get off my screen. And it was just, I, it was just like one day I realized like oh it, he's actually really really good it's at really, his job. Yeah. There's yeah. a difference he between is, heel heat and Roman Reigns heat. And he, <laughs> right, where Roman Reigns were sort of like I'm turning it off. I don't want to see or what this. we now refer to as Baron Corbin heat because <laughs> <laughs> he's supposed to be a good heel, but we don't hate him because he's a bad guy. We hate him because we just don't want to watch him. Yeah, yeah. no, yeah. I don't. Why did they let him be the manager? Like. Out of Keep any, him wrestling out more. of any, well, like, <laughs> he looks really good in a button-up. He doesn't. He does not at all, and he can't talk at all. Like, why would you let this guy within fifty See, that's feet of a microphone? Thing. That's my main thing. Okay, if you're oh. not, if if you're not great in the ring, right? If your in-ring product is is not that, which awesome, he's mediocre, right? At mediocre best. at best. But you can compensate for that if you were nice on the microphone. Yeah, if you're on the mic. If he, if he was nice on the microphone, he might be tolerable. But like, I, even if he was a good, like, shitty heel, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, a, like an ass kissing. He can't do any of it right. Yeah, but like, I, I, I only, I, Man, I don't follow it as hot. Yeah, I don't follow <laughs> it as closely as these guys. But like, I've watched it for like two seconds, and I go like. Ugh. Can we watch something else, please? Yuck. But you talk about like the value of AEW, and I mean, I literally when I was in high school, uh, or no, my brother was in high school. He wanted to be a pro wrestler, and you know, WWE was all there was. And sure. it literally killed his passion for it. Like yeah. he was super into it, and he just kind of drifted off slowly. And then that AEW show happened, uh, and he literally messaged me. He's like, I'm, I'm in. I'm back in. I'm doing it. Right and now, he's at wrestling school, learning to do this. That's that awesome. House of Truth just what a few miles from here yeah. right so yeah it, that, like AEW I mean speaks to the value that like something like that brings to like ignite a passion in right. wrestling again right. because WWE got stale. Well, and they're and they're taking was. they're taking it so much more seriously than like Ring of Honor did, yeah. right? Like Ring of Honor had a moment where they could have gone at WWE in the same way. Oh, sure, but totally. then they just got talent drained and was never able to come up with a second stable. Right. Well, and that's the thing too. You're talking about you know WWE got stale up until a couple of years ago. It was really hard to find an alternative. Yeah, to, yeah. to that like WWE was professional wrestling. What are you now, gonna go watch TNA? Now Ugh. that we've now that we've got you know. Tw- TNA is on Twitch or mm-hmm. Impact Wrestling is on Twitch. Uh, you've got the Ring of Honor. They've got their own streaming service. New you know, Japan Pro Wrestling is much more available. You know what did it for me? It was when they started bringing in JR to do uh, not AEW. New Japan Pro. New Japan Pro. Because I always had a hard time kind of connecting with 
you know, uh, uh, non-English speaking casters, sure. right? So, I, it, it, you know, yeah, I can watch and I can follow the action, mm-hmm. but having Jr. there made it feel like, oh, it's wrestling. I like mean, this is, I get, like I, I really got it. And there was, we were out in Vegas for you know a couple of days, and there was a couple of nights where I was just watching Access and stumbled across like some great New Japan Pro stuff. Kenny Omega was in the ring, and like it was just awesome. I was into it. I was right. sold. And then you know the whole thing with AEW pops off, and I'm like, this is so smart. Listen, it's it's as true now as it was in the '90s. You can't love a wrestler unless Jr. is giving them a nickname. <laughs> <laughs> I'm well, sorry, I'm sure, it's true. I'm sure it helps for you guys, too, that so many of the pro wrestlers are just huge video game nerds now. Yeah. Kenny Omega is a giant video game nerd. Yeah. Uh, We've had Cody Austin Co- Creed on the show multiple Austin times. Austin yeah, Creed. Austin Creed, is, like, he's got, you know, his YouTube show, and he's a he's a giant. And you find out through his YouTube show how many people like Asuka yeah. or yeah. Uh, huge Seth gamer Rollins. Oh, Asuka, Asuka was actually the very first wrestler to ever be uh, sponsored by a video game company. Yeah. You know, she used to work at Microsoft, like, in the xbox division yeah. and when she went to go become a professional wrestler like you could see that she had a xbox logo on her tights right. they sponsored her you know speaking like, that's of, crazy that's awesome that speaking, is speaking awesome. of xavier woods actually uh, one of the uh, ways that we originally got connected to him was uh, he had mentioned he played final fantasy 14 on twitter which is what we used to do a podcast for sure and uh, uh christina producer had actually tweeted out saying hey have you ever heard of limit break radio and he responds with just like a screenshot from his iphone of his playlist of our episode. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. That yeah. was kind of wild. Oh, yeah. That had to give you a charge for sure. Yeah. yeah. That's a nice moment. little boost to the ego. Hell, yeah. But, it, but it's, it is super cool when you think about that because you think about how much of cross-pollination that there already ro- was between wrestling and video oh, sure. games. Yeah. And Big it, overlap. Huge overlap. And so the more you began to see it, that's why Fighter Fest was so cool. But the more you began to see it, I like that AEW's not running away from that. Yeah. Totally. And I think, they, I think that's part of what the WWE kind of did is that they ran away from so much stuff yeah. that they could have cross pollinated right. their brand with outside of stuff like get John Cena in another movie, <laughs> you know, or well, and now you see at every major event too, like you can get, I can count on one hand almost every time there's a SummerSlam or a Royal Rumble, something like that. Somebody's got wrestling gear based on, you know, uh, Seth Rollins comes out at WrestleMania with like Thanos based tight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A couple years ago, the New Day when they were sponsoring Final Fantasy 14. Yeah, like, yeah. the Red Savior was a red mage yeah. and I think Kofi was a wizard or something like that. It was it's awesome. Just, yeah, it was fantastic And it was stuff. really cool, but you had a long period of time where the WWE's main goal was to be a vessel for their top talent to start being in movies. True. And and, and that became very frustrating and that was when it became most stale because yeah. everybody knew the trajectory of some of these people. Right. And that was frustrating to me to watch. Like, I was, I was, I, I was uh, heavy into the Attitude Era. Heavy, just like most people. Yeah, yeah. Heavy into the Attitude Era. So The Rock, Stone Cold, all these people are like my heroes. And then after The Rock became a certain age, I'm like, all right, this guy's probably about to branch off and start doing some other stuff. He starts doing a couple movies. Now I'm like, all right, listen, who else is there Yeah, in in the WWE who has that kind of star power? And yet they're still trying to do it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because Roman Reigns is in Hobbs and Shaw. He is. Do you John find it Cena, hard to Randy get, Orton are trying. Yeah. Do you find it hard to get invested in, in wrestlers when you think that, like, well, they're going to go do something else? 
Oh, yes. without a doubt. Yeah. yeah. Without that's a why, doubt. That's why every time Brock Lesnar comes to the ring, I'm like, I can't. I don't I can't. care. Yeah. No, it's a, you, I, oh, cool. I don't know anybody. Four F5s in a row? whoop de doo I can't care because after 10 minutes in the ring, he looks like a boiled ham. <laughs> he blows up real fast. Yeah, he does. Dude, <laughs> so we have to ask you. Uh, favorite all-time wrestler, retired and still active. Ooh, good question. Good question. Um, man, oh man, I was a huge Jeff Hardy fan in the Attitude Era, and I think it was because he was the wrestling equivalent of the band Nirvana. <laughs> in that, every time you saw him on screen, could be the last time you ever see. You him. never saw. So, yeah, I feel I like Jeff watch. Hardy would appreciate that. I gotta watch. It yeah. could be he could Fair fall enough. on his neck and die, and yeah, this could yeah. be the last time I ever see him. So yeah. I really need to. Get there were attention. multiple spots where I was like, oh, he might just be dead. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that could be For it, sure. actually. Oh. As a kid, I was a huge Macho Man Randy Savage fan. Very and good. as an adult, Ooh, I, yeah. I I appreciate his his promotional his promo work so much more. Oh, my God. He's got that one promo with the creamers. With the creamers! The cream yes. of the crop. I didn't realize as a kid he was palming creamers. Like, I thought yeah. he was just, it was just, like, holding the same. But no, he's got, like, no. four or five of them. And yeah, he'll, like, he's pull one like, over here, and then he just pulls another one out. And you're he's like, like, where are they coming from? The cream of the, the crop. Yeah. We actually we actually used to use that as a part of our intro for uh, when we used to do limit break right yeah. now because yeah. it was yeah. just the best. It's the best promo ever cut he's in got, wrestling history. He's got another promo. Uh, Amy just uh, found on YouTube and showed me, and then we did it on her like Instagram with one of those goofy filters on or something like that. Yeah. But like it's him and Sensational Sherry, so he's the King uh, Randy Savage, yeah. Macho King, yeah, Macho King, and he's he's, he's screaming about being better than the best. <laughs> Sherry's like uh, he's better than the best you have no idea what i'm talking about get out of camera and then he says something I remember this. And he's like come back in here and she's like better than, and they get in an argument because like miss elizabeth would just meekly like just stand next to him and yeah. just agree with whatever yeah. he said and sherry was sherry just a would different argue with him. yes it was great oh. how much cocaine does it take for that oh promo work to happen it yeah. just it has to See, be a mountain the mega powers handshake like, yes oh my god that is absolutely cocaine fuel oh for sure that, that's where that drop comes from that we really don't know where we're dealing <laughs> yeah. with it comes yeah. from the mega powers handshake yeah. sure like we, we can't make contact because we just might blow up the whole planet brother yeah, <laughs> yeah for sure no and the best part about that promo is Randy Randy Savage he's like yeah I'm on an emotional high right now and the camera zooms in and he goes I don't think I'll be coming down for a long period of time <laughs> and I'm just like this is really kayfabe right now what is real what is fake i don't know oh that is so speaking of speaking of dope promos though for me scott steiner number one scott steiner yes for me though like that's why i've got a pokemon called samojo s-a-m-o because he's fat it's a joke. Some numbers don't lie. I got, and they spell disaster for you at sacrifice. I got a, a magnet of Scott Steiner that uh, at, a, at the Comic Con, and I put it on the fridge. And then, like, because me and Amy will constantly just yell up and down. It looks like you covered twiggies. <laughs> <laughs> And I had to I had to tell her I was like I didn't put Samojo on the fridge like to shame us into not eating like he's like he's looking at like I don't support Samojo or I don't support Scott Steiner you know body shaming Samojo right. it's it's more along the lines of look at this absolute disaster of a human being this is hilarious yeah oh my god uh, I, you know uh. but, uh, 
Scott Steiner, Macho Man, and then for me, it's like Ultimate Warrior. Oh, like yeah. The the trifecta of just yeah. absolutely insane, insane promos. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, for me, it's always retired as Shawn Michaels. Best, yes. The best yeah. ever, basically. Shawn currently. Uh, I, I will his, watch anything if Chris Jericho's in it. I know he's getting up there in age, but Chris Jericho's incredible, and he still is like Jericho's he's, great. He's reached that point where he knows anything he does will work, yeah. and so now he just doesn't care. He does anything. I love it. Like the, the AEW show, he comes out like doing like all four of his entrances, and then comes out dressed like Kid Rock to everyone booing him. Right? Oh my god, the uh, best. Uh, my 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 favorite all time Shawn Michaels promo was the the Hulk. Hulk, where he's oh, like, he's acting like Hulk he's Hogan. He's acting like Hulk Hogan. Yeah, yes. that is the funniest Brother. thing because I because if I'm not mistaken, it actually really upset Hulk Hogan. The, oh, that dude, makes it even this, better. The best moment ever for Shawn Michaels was him wrestling Hulk. Yes, Hogan. where yeah. he's overselling just overselling everything. Oh my guys, god! Have you ever have so you ever good. like looked up the the urban legend slash story behind that? I stuff? have. I, I, I've watched a lot of the like shoot interviews right. around it. Yeah, because apparently the next month was supposed to be where he Hogan would return the favor. And, and he, I guess yeah. before they went out is when Hogan said, "Brother, I can't, I can't do next month. We're yeah. just going to do this one. This is a one-off. We're doing uh, yeah. this one." So Sean's like, "All right, well then I'm going to make you look like a doofus. A f- uh, yeah, yeah, a fucking clown. Oh yeah. my god, that moment though, the first time he just gets hit and does like three backflips across the <laughs> ring. I love it. It was you like get away a, with, it was man. like out of Looney Tunes where yeah. someone gets yeah. knocked in the head and then they just go whoop whoop whoop. You know, yeah. it's just ridiculous. So it was so good. It's, it's like the Rock overselling stuff. Yeah. Oh, oh my sure. god. Yeah, I think I think there was actually a competition to see who could sell the sell the stunner the best. The rock. And the, the rock won. The rock. The rock, of the course, rock. won. But now I don't we, know. Vince McMahon was always really good at selling it. No, there. they're awful. Are you kidding me? No. He just like falls on him. <laughs> it's terrible. <laughs> it's bad. No, it's the rock. And now we get to get live it all over again because uh, uh, Kevin Owens is using the stunner. Right. Yes. So now everybody gets oh, to. Yeah, now we yeah. get to, Now people get to be like, okay, can I sell the stunner better than that guy sold did, the stunner? Did, can I tell you that Kevin Owens is the only reason I would still want to tune into WWE? Kevin Owens is great. I and, love and I gotta Kevin say, Owens. I I. I I didn't think about you know like I said Jeff Hardy was my guy for yeah. a long time. AJ Styles can do no wrong. AJ Styles pretty well. I'll tell you mm. what. AJ Styles can do no wrong except for uh, the hair when he came back and that entrance theme. Oh, that uh, hair in the ring, man! In the in ring. the ring, he's in the perfect. ring. Yes. In the ring, he you can put phenomenal. AJ Styles in the ring with anything, yeah, and he is going to make it look gold. Yeah. Yep, yeah, I, I completely oh, no. agree with that. I like Finn Balor. Finn Balor is great too. I like him a lot. Yeah. Well, I like the demon. Yeah. Like Finn, I, well, Finn, that is that is the new match I'll go to if somebody doesn't watch wrestling and like, what do you what do you like about this? Finn Balor and AJ Styles. Yeah. Oh. It was a match we we didn't expect to get, and oh. I, I was just reminded the other day. You know, do you remember what match what bullet we dodged? That we got that match. It was supposed to be Finn Balor versus Sister Abigail. Yeah. Oh. The Bray Wyatt as Sister Abigail. And, oh, then, yeah. and then Bray got what what is it? Bray and Roman and all them got something and they and they Probably were like contagious. Mono so, or so they couldn't wrestle right. that much. So they they, they they scrambled that week and they were like uh, let's I put, guess Finn Balor versus AJ let's Styles. Put Finn is a good and AJ match. in the ring together. I, that should work, right? What, uh, do you, what do you think of Bray's new gimmick? I love it. Do you? It's it's the only thing. Like I, it's the only reason I tune in on a live basis because uh, to I've see only, what he's gonna do next. I've only heard about it. like I I stopped, so yeah. Break it down because I'm like not, I'm uh, yeah because I stopped I stopped watching for a while uh, after they took the Riot Squad off. That's fair off TV because yeah I loved them. Riot Riot the Riot Squad was my favorite thing to watch Liv Morgan I have the biggest stupidest crush on her <laughs> I can't wait to see what they're doing with her gimmick 
because I did see that she came out, wrestled Charlotte, and yep. then was like, you know, when like, I come back, I'll be for real. Yeah, something like that. I and I just, means, I'm really, yeah, I don't know what it is either, but I'm really excited to find out. Um, but uh, so I, I tapped out uh, a while ago, but thought about started to ch- checking it out when I heard they put uh, Eric Bischoff and uh, Eric Bischoff supposed to be the executive producer of SmackDown. SmackDown, and then who's doing Raw? Paul uh, Paul Heyman Heyman. is supposed to be the executive producer of Raw. Raw is by far the more interesting of the two the last couple of weeks. Okay. But you can absolutely... Zoom type. Excuse me. <laughs> it's not me on a, on the radio if I don't sneeze. Um, you can absolutely see Eric Bischoff's uh, influence week to week. Well, just last mm, in night in a bad way. No, just no? last night. Okay. SmackDown ended with uh, Roman Reigns was supposed to announce who he's going to face at SummerSlam, and just before he got to the uh, interview segment, this bunch of stuff just fell on him. <laughs> and they, they ended with the crew like what, pulling all this bunch of stuff like 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 road cases and yeah. some of that like iron. <laughs> piping that they use for the staging and stuff yeah. like that just like ka-chunk on top of Roman Reigns wow. and that is Eric pull- Bischoff right and then they're pulling oh it off God, that's, that- that's how they that's how they you know that's how they go off the air is with like what in the world who pushed stuff over on Roman Reigns oh my God and like what that's, ad- that's some literally- crazy attitude era stuff I'm like alright I'm here for that I'm about to I'm so was, was he standing stuff. on like a giant red X no I, well, I didn't see the red X but yeah, I have to imagine funny. it was you know obviously uh Obviously, uh, put together like that. No, so so explain the way I explain the Bray Wyatt thing. Yeah. Have you ever seen the uh, internet video? Uh, Don't touch me, I'm scared. Yes. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's that. It's this like it starts with this like kid show. So like called, like Wonder Shows in yeah, a little bit. Yeah, it's okay. this kid show, but something's but something's a little off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And even if you don't know who Bray Wyatt is, you just see like he's still got kind of the dreads, but he's in like a sweater vest. Yeah. And uh, he's got some puppets, and he's got this uh, sister Abigail puppet that looks like Annabelle from the. The horror movies, okay, uh, and then he's got uh, what's it? What's the other? He's got the Buzzy the Buzzard, and it's just yeah, like yeah, this yeah. really grotesque buzzard in a cardboard box, and it's a hand puppet. And he talks to them, and he like does these, you know, like Mister Rogers Neighborhood kind of things. But it's Bray Wyatt doing it. So you're like, the first couple of weeks, you're like, what in the world is this? And then after doing it for a couple of weeks, yeah, you would get these flashes, like the the camera would cut to like. The same set, but dark with like crazy lighting and him wearing the slipknot looking mask. It looks like the Joker. Uh, oh, Jesus. Right. And has he like, been in the ring yet? Not since yet. Starting the gimmick. Okay. Next Sunday's SummerSlam is the first time we're going to see him as the fiend, which is what he is when he's wearing the mask. Okay. But they started a couple weeks ago. They did those and then they stopped doing them. And they're like, that's the coolest thing about Raw. Why would you stop doing that? Yeah. Well, the reason they stopped doing it is because you would see the Miz walking through the backstage so he can go to the ring. And then, like, Sister Abigail would peek around the corner from behind him and then go back. And you're like, oh! The, the oh, they're, so they're like they're infesting they're, the show. They're, they're like they're doing, doing little Easter eggs, right? Sort of thing. They're, oh. they're going for. They're not in the show anymore, but they're, they're you got to put in the background. Yeah. They're in the show. And then a couple of weeks ago, a couple of weeks ago, I think the first one was actually uh, during the the Raw reunion where they had all the old guys in there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And Mick Foley was in the ring, just talking about how cool it is to be back on Raw. And then sure. all the the lights gradually went down, and there was this noise, and then you hear Bray Wyatt laughing. And the the lights started coming up like these spotlights, and the feed yeah. was in the ring, and he gave uh, Mick Foley the uh, the mandible claw. 
Interesting. Yeah. And oh, he did man. The same, now I'm kind of into this. He did the same thing to Finn Balor. Uh, it was did, the week before. I did see that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's, that's the thing. It, it was was his getup that's supposed to be The Fiend? It's called The Fiend, yeah, yeah but it looks uh, it definitely looks like it's it's a little bit Slipknot, a little bit The Joker from yeah. DC Comics yeah. in there and stuff. And Interesting. It's, yeah, it's it's this fascinating. Bray Wyatt is a great character because he has he brings that Undertaker supernatural totally. Yeah. To it. yeah, yeah, yeah. But unfortunately, they've booked him like garbage. Right. So he has lost Everett. At WrestleMania, him and when he had the Wyatt family, yes. which was like this creepy uh, redneck family. Right. It's like of, they created the character. They're like, okay, we need our we need our new undead wizard character right. because our yeah. old undead wizard character. But they are going to job him out to absolutely <laughs> but, everybody. Yeah. They completely forgot that the Undertaker showed up and won like every match for like a year. Yeah. yeah. Like he's got to like, be he was an unstoppable machine. You have yeah. to you the the monster characters like Kane and the Undertaker. You have to survive them. You don't beat them. You survive them. Well, right. And, Even and when you win the match, you you just barely scrape by and then inevitably they focus on somebody else and you're free. The bottom completely fell out of that gimmick with the Randy Orton match where they had oh, yeah. shit projected down onto the right. ring as if that was supposed to do something. Right. Yeah. And like, it was, it was, I, I was into it, but at the same time, I was like, Randy Orton is going to beat him and it's going to suck. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And it did. And, and it, it did was. Suck, yeah. Yeah. yeah, pretty much. Uh, so before we let you go, let's talk some uh, let's talk some Marvel. Yeah. Uh, Robbie, you've been pretty quiet. No Spider-Man. <laughs> we'll, we'll stay away spo- from the Spider-Man. Don't spoil the Spider-Man. Sure. sure. But sure. we just got a huge dump at uh, San Diego Comic-Con a couple of weeks ago about what we can expect for the next yeah, phase, phase of four. the MCU. Yeah. Like, what are you looking forward to out of that? Doctor Strange. Yes. Yes. Doctor yes, Strange, absolutely. a, a no. legitimate horror movie in the so, Marvel, Marvel Cinematic Universe. Okay, it, I'm in. So, so the from what I understand of it, Robbie, from what you've mm-hmm. told me, the uh, vision, the Wandavision, Wandavision is supposed to like be the a effects. Lead-in. Yeah, the effects of whatever happens in Wandavision leads directly into Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So is it is it just me or does it feel like they're taking some of the beat from like House of M to kind of make this uh, kind of I can yeah. see that I can right? see the comparisons there I, right Phase Four is just weird I mean but it how is. do you so, so, like so here's here's my question is how do you incorporate House of M there, here's the thing I don't think that they're making no. House of M no I think they're just they're taking, taking elements ideas yes. and elements from House of M because the yeah. whole idea that, that that she's projected her own world where you know she she the, the vision is back alive and they yes. have right. family that was that that's, was that's essentially that's House what start, of M that's how right. that's how House yeah. of M started yeah yeah so I just I love that idea of of taking you know one of those core concepts that worked so well because that book was so good so, and then just kind of making it finding into, a new way yeah yeah, kinda, yeah. yeah making it into well, something and, and, and a little I think bit that, different that's what a lot of because uh, you know you said phase four is so weird and they've said you know after the infinity saga going into the next phase we're doing something different we're telling stories oh, in sure. a different way and, and I think they have to because you're not gonna you're not gonna one up the infinity saga well right? and they're absolutely at a point where like you you, you see so many people leading back to probably Probably, I, I want to say, I don't know, maybe Guardians 2 or something like that. Like, so everyone, every time one of these movies came out, comes out, it breaks records. Whether it's, mm-hmm. you know, it doesn't even have to be an Avengers movie. Whether it's Black Panther or Captain Marvel or Spider-Man. Totally, yeah. Every time there's a Marvel Cinematic movie, uh, it's going to break records. And a million people are going to go see it on opening day. Because we we're, we like how these stories are told. Yeah. Uh, so they're at the perfect point to start trying stuff out. Like, let's do a horror movie. Let's, uh, want, let's take the Eternals, who have maybe two dozen comics about them and people and have no make idea them, yeah make them into something mm-hmm. which uh is uh, something you had said about uh guardians of the galaxy like when when they decided to do guardians of the galaxy it was like i was convinced 
those were the characters Thanos was going to kill because we'll we'll do this movie about these characters that don't really have a lot of stake in the Marvel Universe so that when Thanos has to kill somebody, right. we've got cannon fodder. <laughs> <laughs> so, that, so that the movie people, who have no idea who this purple guy is, now hate him because he killed my tree and raccoon. Yeah, right. That makes sense. Yeah, that I make, mean, that it, makes sense. There's that. I also felt like Guardians was for, you know, this is a way for us to not just open up the cosmic Marvel Universe, mm-hmm. but Guardians were going to be more of a blank slate than everybody else. It, exactly. It, it yeah. definitely was. A, well, and, and, and that was to their credit, but I think it was definitely a test. How far back into our catalog can we reach that people will accept? Right. Which, which is why I give Shang-Chi kind of more credit and more sort of wiggle room than I would if it would have came out in, in the first couple phases. Oh, for sure. Well, and here's something I think Shang-Chi actually has going for it as well, because he also sort of exists in a similar realm to what Iron Fist would have yeah, and Iron Fist if sucks. Iron Fist would have that's, worked Yeah, out. that's the thing is that I I think all of us walked into Iron Fist expecting like a 70s kung fu movie uh-huh. and didn't get it. So And we got, got that a second, dude from Game of Thrones slapping people. Yeah, you've got a second chance to like Give us one of them cool Bruce Lee chop sake. Yes. And, and they yes. say it. And they say it, it's just it, it's a kung fu movie. Yes. Yeah. And and I like that. Well, and and I mean, if you think about it, uh, a lot of the other Marvel movies really kind of embody a certain genre. Right. Of They're film. not just superhero. Exactly. Movies right. Yeah. Captain mm-hmm. America. The the the, the, the very first piece. the first one was a period piece. The second right. one was a straight up Jason Bourne movie. Yep. You know what I mean? Like, uh, uh, I I think that they played with genre as much as they played with the heroes that they could. And I think like the obvious move if you're if i'm marvel is okay i want to extend to the cosmic universe your first thought is oh silver surfer duh right but they didn't have access to him so they had like the the creative thinking that the marvel team had to do given the access that they had to the heroes that they had they made all of the right well and it keeps us on our toes so much as well because you know leading up to infinity war we knew that adam warlock wasn't going to be there and so every discussion we ever have was who's going to be in adam warlock's role sure who's going to take on that part and nobody did. There so, is no Adam so, Warlock. So whatever, whatever the next one, you know, next big crossover is, if it's, you know, Secret Invasion, Secret Wars, whatever, when we do actually know what it is, we still will have no idea what's going to happen. Yeah. Right. What, do you, what do you think the next big arc is going to be? Sort of like, you know, the Infinity arc it, was the first big one. If I was putting together these Marvel movies, because this is Phase 4, you you and you just got the X-Men and the Fantastic Four back, you yeah. don't do Phase 4 without the Fantastic Four. Yes, I agree. Like, it's right there. The, I, the symmetry is right there and i would i would lead up to uh dr doom for, Ooh, for a second yes. or maybe or maybe because okay. if you're talking fantastic four the two big ones are dr doom and galactus yeah like let's I could, but I then could, you can't do galactus without the silver surfer in my opinion that, well but i can see if, that if, if if the next saga is leading to galactus, to galactus you have yeah. time to bring the silver if, yeah. surfer if i if i have to if i have to try and top thanos then i guess the next thing is th- is galactus but yeah. man i gotta figure out a way to not have a giant dude in a purple helmet <laughs> <laughs> Or a, gi- or a so giant dumb. cosmic fart cloud. Yeah. Right, yeah. right. That's the thing that's the most fascinating to me about the Marvel Cinematic Universe movies is uh, when you get a character that the comic book version is so incredibly hokey yeah. that this could have went sideways real easy. The, oh, totally. The most recent Spider-Man movie, it did not occur to me until I was sitting in the theater <laughs> how easily <laughs> you could have got Mysterio wrong. And oh, they did sure. him so There was no spoilers right. in there. You're Look fine. Look at the comic book version of Mysterio. He's wearing a goofy green outfit and he's got a fishbowl head yeah. and like 
That's a dumb my, character, my, man. My one complaint is that ne- nowhere in that movie <laughs> did they make fun of the fishbowl head. It's true. Yeah, That's they right. should have. But again, when I watch Doctor Strange, when when Dormammu shows up, like mm-hmm. he's another one. You look at the comic book equivalent of Dormammu. That's a that's a that's, that's dumb. a goofy character. It's stupid. But the way that it's they a man with a long cloak that, and a flaming head. Yeah, yeah, right. But then you see it in the and movie. It's all terrifying. Yeah, that's kind of cool. Awesome. Well, and that's why I'm I'm pretty excited about the whole horror angle of of Doctor Strange because if he if we're talking about dealing with like Dormammu and uh, Mephisto and all those types of characters that's hell basically yeah. as as Marvel's version of hell yeah. so I'm pretty excited just to see visually what they try to attempt mm. with it I want nuts. that I want that New Mutants movie so bad. I don't even want it to be connected to anything. I just want it. Yeah, just yeah. You, you filmed it. Release it. A, a show now? Like it's gone through so I, it's changed. Yeah, so it, was a, much? it was supposed to be a horror movie, and like then they had to do reshoots. And it's I just, don't think you're ever going to see it, man. Look, I, you, I, 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 I sat I think through Phoenix was the end. Of I the sat Fox through stuff. Dark Phoenix. I feel oh, like I'm you sorry. owe me my new movie. <laughs> I'd be inclined to agree with so, you. So guys, I have to go take a phone call. I need to leave you with an image, though. I, I truly believe that there are like pictures. That will be seen by people in the future, and like they'll have to try and understand the context sure. of what they just saw. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. I'm, I'm gonna like, uh, oh, there's, oh, there's a lot to unpack in, in this one yeah. screenshot. Like the, uh, uh, okay. okay, yeah, yeah. What are we looking yeah. at? Oh my goodness! Yeah. <laughs> there's, yeah, there's a lot going down in that. That image. is that is professional wrestling in 2019, and everybody. It, it, it sure is. Kind of is. Well, Chuck, man, we have been uh, uh, having a blast with you here. In fact, losing track of time, <laughs> having Clearly. so much fun uh, hanging out with you. Thanks for uh, having me uh, again. Uh, tell everyone where they can find uh, Nerd Radio. Download Nerd Radio as part of the B-Pod Studios Network. We're on iTunes. We're on Spotify. We're on anywhere you get your podcast. But we most importantly are on WRIF.com on the podcast page every week. There you go. Check it out. Chuck Bean, host of Nerd Radio, has been our guest here on Checkpoint XP. Stick around. we got more coming up next. Thanks, Chuck. Thank you. Thanks again to Chuck Bean for his time for full interviews. Make sure you visit our website over at CheckpointXP.com. And don't miss Nerd Radio, 1130 a.m. on Wednesdays right here at our Twitch channel, twitch.tv slash CheckpointXP. And subscribe to their podcast over at bpodstudios.com. Thanks for joining us for the Checkpoint XP podcast. CheckpointXP.com is where you can find out more info about the show, interviews from past episodes, and a whole lot more. That's all over at CheckpointXP.com. Stay up to date on all the latest by following us on social media. That's CheckpointXP on Facebook and Twitter, as well as Checkpoint underscore XP on Instagram. And if you like the show, consider dropping by and giving our Apple Podcasts a rating and a review. Checkpoint XP is a production of Beasley Esports XP. Our theme is provided by the band Weird at Last. For the Checkpoint XP crew, Robbie Landis, Norris Howard, and Joe Sloan, my name's A. Bender. Keep listening. You've been listening to the Checkpoint XP podcast. Make sure you subscribe to iTunes or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Also, tune into our weekly radio show. For more information and the latest on esports and gaming, go to CheckpointXP.com. Ooh.